And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi guys, I'm here. It's happening. We're back. I've taken a big long break from the podcast, so let's start there. If you are a, a what would it be called? Regular listener. If you have been that in the past, if you were trying to be that before I took like a six week break or whatever it was, um, the break was unintentional. But then once it started, it was just really hard to stop it. So here we are. I really enjoy doing it and I'm back. But just the break had its own momentum. I'm not even sure what happened. I'm trying to explain it to you and I can't explain it to you. But here we are. And uh, this week I spoke to Jessica Solomon, who you should already know. I should call her Jess Solomon. I think that's her stage name. I think that's what she's doing. Sometimes I call her Jessica. You could call her Jessica if you want to get all Spanish speaking about it which you can if you want. She's Peruvian, part Peruvian. I saw a picture on the internet of a condor strapped to a bull's back, and that was some sort of Peruvian display of, uh, I don't know, I think it was like, a, I think it was meant to be a metaphor for the, the, the trials of the Peruvian people represented by the condor when the Spanish conquistadores came over and they were represented by the bull. Not sure why I told you about that other than because it was a disturbing image and I learned a little something about other parts of the world, you know what I mean? And I tried not to bring my cultural judgment to their enjoyment of animals being strapped to other animals and then fighting until one of those animals is injured and or flies away. Guys, uh, this week we talked about fears, what are you afraid of? I was apparently afraid of contributing too much to the podcast, so I didn't. This is a lot of Jess talking about uh, what she's afraid of and what she was afraid of in the past, but it's perfect for that. It's uh, it's wonderful because of that, because Jess is a very entertaining person with a cornucopia, cornucopia, a cornucopia of fears. Can you have a cornucopia of fears? Am I mispronouncing that? Probably. That would be another fear of mine, mispronouncing everyday words that other people know. Fear, looking stupid, fear. Uh, I was going to say rejection, but that's not even true. Not even true. I think that's a uh, universal human fear, but not a huge one of mine because that happens daily. When you're doing stand-up, you're kind of forced to face many of the universal human fears. Fear of humiliation, fear of rejection, fear of just looking like a jackass. And you don't only face them, you embrace them. You go, okay, let's do this. This is happening. That will happen. Will happen. When you're doing stand-up, you have to try new things. And um, as you're trying new things, you're going to fail. And you can only fail publicly because you can't practice stand-up alone in your room, can you? You have to fail in front of a crowd on a regular basis. That's normal. Afraid of failure? Many people are. Am I? No. No. How do I confront that fear? How do I deal with that fear? Just live in failure. Give that a try. Just sink right in to the muddy puddle that is failure and get your whole self dirty and learn to love it. Um, so I guess I guess we are completely back because we're here we are in the intro and I'm just rambling. Had no plan for the intro. Here we are. Hope you enjoy it. Shall we just dive into it? Are you guys ready to just get right into it? I know I am. 
Is there anything else you need to know? Jess Solomon is on Twitter. You should know that. Um, let me just check out what her Twitter name is. I assume it's just Jess Solomon. Um, She's pretty good at branding. <laughs> Why do people even have to think about branding themselves? Isn't that annoying? That's a fear of mine that too many people brand. It's not an actual fear. I'm just trying to connect it all back together. Here we go. Jess underscore Salomon. That's S-A-L-O-M-O-N. Do it. Follower. Let's see how many followers she has right now. See if you guys can give her the old questionable at best boost. That's not actually a thing, but let's pretend it is. Make it a thing. Right now she has 887 followers. Let's bring that up to at least... 900 that's not unreasonable that's 13 more from right now can you do this for her do this for her do this for me 13 of you follow just Solomon. well worth it um let's read her last three tweets that weren't to somebody else a wink face at the end of a joke on twitter is the stand-up equivalent to sweating on stage got it like it like it um okay not these are a lot of replies to other people Here's a good one. Seriously, though, it can't be easy to be Solange, Solange, Beyonce's sister. Again, I don't know how to pronounce that. I've only ever read it. I've never heard another human speak it. And is that, am I living in a cave? Is that my fault? Or am I living a good life where I've never heard anybody speak that? I don't know. Um, here's a great one from May 12th. Already looking cute. Oh, no, here we go. May 12th. Already looking for a cute father-daughter photo to post to Facebook. If you want to win this game, you got to be prepared. Do you get it? She wrote that after Mother's Day because there were pictures of their mom on the internet. So this is preparing for Father's Day. Okay, you got that. I got to go, you guys. I got to go. I hope you enjoy this one. And guess what? I will be back next week and the week after that 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 and subsequent weeks for many weeks for the entire foreseeable future. And I do not expect another six-week break to happen. So... So be a part of things. Get into it. Listen every week. Get excited. Contribute. How do you contribute? I don't know. Twitter me. I, <laughs> I used to say join the questionable at best like message board situation on nomoradio.com. And there is that. And you and you should comment and you should feel free to comment. But not many people do. So I don't even know if that's a thing. Should I sell it harder? Sell it harder. Do it. Be a part of things. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just glad I'm back. I'm glad you guys are back. I'll see you next week. Meanwhile, I'm seeing you this week. Okay, so enjoy this one. And then next time. Okay, bye. Okay, it's happening. I just okay. haven't done this in so long. Are we recording? We're recording. It's been recording. Game on. We have tons of time to do this. Okay. The question is... Yes. Hit what? <laughs> I've been watching hockey. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What are you like, afraid of? today? Today, in general... What are, you, what are you afraid I, of? I'm, like, it's all kind of tied up, but I'm afraid of dying alone. Oh, wait, right now, I'm afraid of you, like, that you're not comfortable. Are you comfortable? Oh, no, I'm good. Are you sure? Just because I'm lunging at you're your face. <laughs> leaning forward. And I don't know if you think you don't have enough room with this no, microphone. No, it's good. It's a, no, well, I don't have a long cord. To, okay. I can't My answer around. to the question is I'm afraid of you lunging <laughs> at my face. I am I, I am in a lunging Okay, position. you're afraid of dying alone. I feel like I'm going to rattle off a bunch of things right there. Well, it's all connected. Dying okay. alone, um, which comes back to the more current question because i don't think about that every day um but like lately i've been thinking about like i'm afraid of making the wrong decision re children oh i didn't even know we were gonna get to there i don't know that's like my current preoccupation that's very interesting because yeah. i don't want to i'm afraid of having them and 
what if I regret that? Yeah, I think that's I think it's possible, and I think that's a fair concern. And people don't that people don't people talk don't about. talk about it. And then, um, and then I'm afraid of not having them, and then dying alone. Okay, so but, in your yeah. mind. If you had children, you wouldn't die alone. I think you could have children and die and, alone. No, it's true. That's not a guarantee. <laughs> I would never let my parents die alone. But I could have a horrible children that, yeah, wouldn't be there. I don't know. I, 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 it's one of, the, one of the benefits of having kids, although there isn't a guarantee that they'll, that they'll be there when you need them. <laughs> They're just kind of Will there. you be there when I need you? Do Wait, you... let's dig into this. I'll be there. I'll be there. Can we go to the same retirement community? Oh, my God. That would be fun. Where would we do it? Where would we? Would, Somewhere well, that's not here. Some good weather. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. break a hip here by sixty. <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to slip on the ice and die. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Palm Springs. All right, let's do it. <laughs> like Deal. I feel like there's a gay vibe over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we settled that. You're not going to die alone. Done. Okay. So let's now, dig into this kids thing for a minute. Yeah. I, 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 this is this is fascinating me. I didn't know we were going to get to it. Yeah. Like. I wonder how strong your desire to have kids really is. Is it is it like a desire? Do you feel it in your body? Do you feel it in your heart? Or do you feel it in your head and in your like idea of what a life trajectory should look like? B, the second thing. Yeah, yeah. right? Because um, I, I'd like to experience everything in life. That's yeah. one thing. And I, I know that that is a huge thing to experience. And so part of me wants to experience everything that life has to offer. And also, you know, when I'm in a relationship and I'm in love and all of that, I, it's nice to imagine doing it with someone. A lot, some of it comes from, I'm not one of these people, I don't think, who just single on my own would just have a baby. Right. There are I those just, people. Yeah. There are those people. That's not me. Like a lot of the desire to have the kid comes out of like wanting to have a kid with a particular person. Right. It's but a biological drive. That's a biological drive. Even if yeah. it gets like subverted and weird when it's a woman. <laughs> I had that feeling before with a girlfriend where I was like, it it's was... a girlfriend, everybody. Oh, it doesn't even have to be. <laughs> no, I wasn't no, no, outing no. you. No, no, no. It's true. No, it's I not, wasn't it's outing you. Outing. See, I took it immediately back upon myself. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I mean, it, it can't just happen by accident, right? You have to do a lot of things. I think it's strange, though, because like I had a girlfriend where I just felt like for the first time ever, I was like, I want to make babies with you. And yeah. I was like, what a weird drive. Like, it's not possible, really. Was she really cute? Like, did she seem like that? Like, she'd be a good mom? Yes. You know exactly who this is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know, actually. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> There's so, so many. Um, yeah. So I thought that that some was funny. People, some people are the, the settle down type. And yeah. you, you could see, you could picture the whole thing. Yeah. But I also wor- I worry a lot. I'm selfish. I worry a lot about career. I worry about, I like my quiet time. I like to sleep. Like, yeah. You know? I mean, my girlfriend now, we talk a lot. We don't talk a lot, but... Every once in a while, we're just home and we're like, how awesome is it that we don't have kids? Yeah, like, yeah. We actually talk about how awesome it is to not have kids and how horrible it would be to have kids. It is. I, I know. I feel that way, too. I, I, can, I totally see that side of it. Yeah. And I wonder why I don't feel more drawn. Like, even the whole pregnancy thing, I don't feel the urge. I mean, I think about it like, yeah, that would be good to experience that. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't, I don't have an urge to give birth. Why is there no kid renting service? There should be a kid renting service. Well, you're a good babysitter. Yeah, I like babysitting. At least you're good with, you know that you're good with kids. Yeah. I'm drawn to kids. And I'm remembering one time we visited your friend in uh, Vermont. Marge. And I'm, I'm the kids table person. Like I can't even help it. When all the adults are hanging out, if there's kids, I'll be in the kids circle hanging out with the kids. Yeah. Because it's just like more fun for me. 
And I remember sitting on the floor and like playing Legos with that kid all morning while all the adults were having who knows what kind of conversation at the breakfast table. Right, right, right. Because that was just fun for me. Yeah, I like that. I don't. I don't even have that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you don't have kids. Settled. (laughs) (laughs) But you're afraid of like making the wrong choice. I'm afraid of making. That's like that's where a lot of my fears come from now. Is like, am I doing the right thing? Making the right choice. When I was a kid, it was a lot clearer for me. I was I was really afraid of Nazis, <laughs> <laughs> and I I feel like that makes sense because I wasn't afraid of like the boogeyman or you know ghosts or I mean because I I'm Jewish right um, I'll say that so um, I will tell the people that I'm Jewish but yeah so I wasn't uh, so I learned about I learned about the Nazis when I was really young. And, um, like maybe nine years old, I think that's when they teach it to us. Then they teach about the Holocaust and it's this really big thing. It's a big thing to wrap your head around at any age, you know? I don't remember when I learned about the Holocaust, but it was probably more like High 12 school? or 13. 12 whenever or you start reading Anne Frank's diary or the diary of Anne Frank. I guess that's the intro point yeah. for kids. I think so. Cause I, I remember going to the Holocaust museum, oh, <laughs> and seeing, no. you know, they show you there's like little, little shoes and i mean it's it's very it's very jarring it's it's jarring because it's a horrible thing number one it's hard to get your head around um that they are there were these camps that were for murder and at the same time you got sent to camp every summer (laughs) there's that there's that and then there's the second thing there are these camps for murder by the way you're going to to camp camp. this summer (laughs) don't call me oh my god and uh, and then the second thing is that you learn that these people, these Nazis, were specifically like hell bent on getting rid of Jews. And oh, and by the way, you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot to process. And yeah, it is a lot to process. Yeah. In your mind as a kid, were you thinking, OK, you're afraid of Nazis in your mind, were there like Nazis around every corner? Did they live in Germany? What did they look like? Well, How could they get you? I was always afraid that they were, I didn't know. People were kept talking about don't never forget the Holocaust and, you know, anti-Semitism still exists right. and they could come back. And so like that, that kind of <laughs> talk oh is, made me feel like they're not here right now, but in a year could be, you know, who knows? And so I, 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 I had bad dreams. Like I had nightmares about Nazis. Oh my gosh. And then I also often tried to think about what my escape route was in certain places. You know, it was like, I was like permanently on a plane, like where the exits are. And, uh, and the thing, well, the thing that really panicked me, and I don't even know if I saw this movie or if, uh, somebody told me about this particular scene and it got seared in my brain, but there was a movie called Au Revoir Les Enfants. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where the kids get lined up in the gym uh-huh. at their school. Oh, no. And there's a couple of kids, I guess, that are Jewish, not many. And the Nazi, whoever's there, tells the kids, asks the kids who's Jewish. And just instinctively, a couple of the kids turn to look at the Jewish kid because they know that they are and they don't know that that's bad. Uh, or that what's going to happen to that kid and so they and then that's how they identify them and they take them away so that was always my panic because i was like one of the only jewish kids in my class oh my god <laughs> so I, that's what i always imagined like what would happen and we'd be in the gym and then i'd like which who's going to give me away and it's probably going to be the girl that failed a grade and this will be like the one time she's listened to authority ever in her life <laughs> this is really horrifying so like, yeah i don't know i mean this is why like yeah how for how many years did you have this fear I don't know. Probably until I was like uh, 
that a teenager like 20 I don't, <laughs> I don't think about it sometimes actually do you? that's really intense i i never thought about this before do you think it's a common experience for jewish kids learning about the holocaust to be pretty I, freaked out about nazis i really makes think sense. i think it is i think it is and then we grow up into this world where people throw the nazi term around like everywhere oh i and hate that i hate that it's the worst yeah and, and uh, oh, that guy's a total nazi yeah whatever. like it just it's synonymous with like political opponent or like yeah. any anything and uh and any bad like laws or dangerous policy it's like oh nazi germany is about to start you know and then like this is why jews are so neurotic (laughs) 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 that's really people are really some terminology gets thrown around way too much but yeah nazi is definitely one yeah so that's that was one of my big fears what about when you were a kid did you have a i don't know if i did i think i'm just i've i don't know Lately, I've been in a very introspective and serious mood. So, yeah. like, well, what am I afraid of? I don't know. Intimacy, commitment, <laughs> true love. Uh, what was I afraid How, of as a kid? How's therapy going? Mom and dad drinking too much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because I know your parents drank when you were a kid. Yeah, I didn't like that. That must um, have been, that could have been scary. Well, what was I afraid Although of? Although I met your parents and they seemed like they would be really great drunks. <laughs> 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 but that's me. I'm sure if we were today. all the same age, it would have been amazing if I didn't need to rely on them for, say, needs being met. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they were they violent in any way they don't seem like, i don't want i can't you this can't get into it okay. okay okay <laughs> um do what was i afraid of as a, a kid drink? should i get some- <laughs> <laughs> can we have some whiskey yeah what was i afraid of as a kid i don't know i just want you to tell me more stuff more stuff about my fears well death is a big one i mentioned kids is another thing um, I mean, I had a lot of fears when I was, when I was a kid, I was really afraid of like, there were, I don't know, I guess because there were a lot of big campaigns that were driven, <laughs> you know, driven over, like I was really afraid of marijuana at one point. Remember the Nancy Reagan, this is going to date. Oh yeah. 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 Both D- of uh, us, but the, just, just say, say no. no. Yeah. I mean the way that the ads were done, they were everywhere and it made it seem like the minute you had a haul yeah. from a joint your life was over. Like you were going to be a crack whore on the street in jail, like goodbye to your dreams, crashing an empty swimming pool. Like it was just so extreme. Yeah. And crash. (laughs) Remember that ad? There's like a girl, she's like high and she's like, goes off of a diving board and it might have just been canadian oh no i am remembering remember? it now and there's no water in the pool yes so they were like it was this very extreme campaign that w- it, it was supposed to scare you straight i guess yeah which it did for a little while when i was a kid but then when i realized that there were a lot of people that smoked pot and they were completely normal people yeah and uh i was like this is all bullshit and then i didn't believe any of that stuff anymore i there was a certain moment where i was like what yeah they that lied. Makes, I got lied to. Yeah. And it had the opposite effect. That's the danger with those campaigns because they should be like, listen, you realistic. can have a bit of marijuana and probably nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah. You don't want to do too much or you might like just end up sitting around and eating a lot of snacks. Um, steer clear of like heroin and stuff like that. Yeah. But here's some acceptable stuff. You can try out what shrooms are kind of fun yeah. in moderation. I mean, even the odd line, you know, but like they had a guy who like I, I think this was like a poster that i saw with um and i, I don't want to encourage cocaine use or anything but it's oh like, i do everyone okay. should do cocaine do more cocaine <laughs> this is, can we be sponsored by cocaine cocaine we this isn't even my podcast <laughs> <laughs> it should be yes it should be <laughs> but it was a guy and he just had like uh, a barrel from a gun up his nose 
um, like that was supposed to be like what happens to you when you do a line of cocaine. Right. It's like shooting yourself in the face. It's like like it just it was off. so extreme. It really turned me off. And the other thing that also had a big impact on me was the whole kidnapping thing when we were young. Yeah, you that don't was talk to strangers. You, that was scary. It yeah. did seem they did make it seem like. A, a, a stranger with really good candy and a white man is rolling up every yeah. day at yeah. school and watch out and they'll tell you anything they'll say they know your mom that was yeah. always the big thing was like if someone comes up and they say you're, they're your mom's friend yeah don't believe them i know and i, I guess was, i guess you i was need so that, afraid of strangers yeah and i mean i wouldn't talk to anybody i'm like you're not gonna fool me like and oh and the other thing was i don't know if you guys had this in school but um there was this popular school bag that became a thing at least in like the private schools in Montreal and um it, they'd embroider your name on your bag did you guys have that N- well it was like scholastic but it wasn't scholastic I know what you mean but they they provided this you wrote you're, you're sent away for it yeah and it arrived but that was a big thing too they because that was one of the things that they were like Remember, oh they made they yeah. made it call you by your name a stranger might know and your you're name. like how did they know my name and they're like because you all have those bags and i'm like oh my god that's so smart i can't believe it <laughs> thank you for like i was like okay good i would have totally fallen for that yeah Gee, that reminded me like my parents put a lot of fear in me about dumb things like one thing i was afraid of i don't know why they always drilled this particular message i was it was like i was afraid of water when i was a kid like i was afraid of swimming and drowning and but the one thing that my parents always said (laughs) there was just a dumb message to drive home was like you could drown in a teacup you could drown in a teacup (laughs) and i think the point was that like there doesn't have to be a lot of water yeah yeah. or whatever and it was also always like you could drown in a teacup (laughs) so i didn't understand how that worked at all but i was afraid of of (laughs) teacups because it was like you could drown in a tea like and how would that even happen you know oh my god and i think the point was i don't know why i think the point was that like if you take this area around your nose and mouth and put it in water that's really all the water you need to drown if you're not getting out of it yeah you can't breathe out of your ears (laughs) i don't know it was like a really dumb message and an irrational fear for a long time was like drowning in a teacup i guess you don't realize what kids how kids see things and how they what they absorb like Mm -hmm. how how it impacts them so much I don't know. I, I, I was really, the kidnapper thing was big. I mean, I it was in my head so much that I made up a story about getting almost kidnapped. I think I maybe have told you this. You told me this, and I'd like yeah, you yeah, to yeah. tell me again. Um, I was outside of Mrs. Schober's piano lesson. This woman, Mrs. Schober, she gave me piano lessons. I waited outside of my, her house for my mom. My mom did not show up to pick me up. She was late, and I guess I decided that I wanted attention. So when she did uh, <laughs> come to pick me I up, love this story. I told her that someone had asked me to get in their car, and I said no, and then I ran away, and they chased me a bit, but I lost them. And... <laughs> And basically what had happened really only was a, a like convertible with like, a bunch by. of teenagers <laughs> drove by screaming and not even at me. <laughs> and I turned that in, and I rem- there was a girl who had been asked. Um, it was this girl. Actually, I went to school with one of the anyway, it doesn't matter who. Um, but she came from a prominent family. Molson. Anyway, so she <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter who Molson. So like, you know, you could see why maybe it was a thing. But she someone did ask her to get in the car i don't know if it had to do with anything with who she was but um she told the story to our class with like the police there in grade three and her strategy i just thought was so smart that i co-opted her whole story as my own when i was telling this lie to my mom and basically what she did is what she's was when this guy was chasing 
chasing him, driving after her, I guess, slowly with the car. She just changed directions on foot, which was much quicker than he could change directions with the car. Right. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So when I told my story of escaping my quote unquote kidnapper, I I just said that that's how I lost him was I just was really fast and I kept changing direction and then like he got tired and he drove away or whatever. <laughs> he got tired. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and there's like a lot of houses nearby of people that we know and I didn't in, knock on any of their doors because none of this ever happened which was a question my mom asked me and then we went to my house and they I told my mom the story and I seemed I acted like this was a big deal but I, I guess in retrospect she must have known I was lying but she called the cops and I had to talk to the police and they asked me for a description of the guy and, and everything was like yeah was, did you get nervous at that point well, then I started thinking, what if I describe someone who they end up arresting? Like I describe a guy and like there's someone that matches my description and I have to go and identify him as like my kidnapper. And you then, would and to the end it, too. It, you would. guy goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, you would. I love how it was never about you getting discovered. It was about like, no, I might send an innocent man to jail because I'm sure. not changing my story right now. No, no, wait. Like, and I'm really sorry that that's going to be your life, sir. But <laughs> <laughs> sir, were you, were, were you at all afraid of like, oh my gosh, now I'm lying to cops? I mean, I, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I did get like, my parents treated me super nice that night. I had TV, everything. I like pizza, like all my favorite things. Um, and then maybe like, they didn't never, know you were lying. Well, I don't know. But then we did. This is what happened. We didn't talk about it. They were it. hoping you were going to feel guilty. It didn't work. Well, I mean, I did feel really guilty about it for years after that. Um, but so for years, I felt really guilty about it. It's actually the thing that I repented for on Yom Kippur, which is like the day that Jewish people fast and repent for their sins. That was like my go-to for like 10 years. Oh my gosh. And I didn't tell anybody about it for so long. And we never talked about it again in my house. My parents never checked back in with me about it. Nothing. So finally, I told my sister the truth and she couldn't believe it. And then I like told some friends and then at some point i finally told my parents and like neither of them remembered like that i think how that's much insane the shit they didn't give like, i know or now my mother and now my mother says oh well, we must have known that you were lying but i don't know if that was they knew that i was lying or she's just saying that now to make it seem okay that she doesn't remember the time you almost got kidnapped, kidnapped and the cops <laughs> came to the house <laughs> And the whole irony is I was trying to get attention and yeah. they don't even remember. <laughs> well, maybe your fears are true. No one cares about you. That's it. Cause I'm not unique. Even if I try to get kidnapped, it's still not special. I mean, that's probably why you're going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just run out of the room screaming right now. <laughs> no! Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it. But um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. 
I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week.